0: Chadwick Boseman died at the age of 43 after dealing with four years of colon cancer. He was an incredible actor who played Jackie Robinson, Thurgood Marshall, James Brown, and Black Panther, the incredible superhero. And that's just to name a few. He was an inspiration. In Senegal, an artist named Boubou created a tribute painting and filmed this work in progress. I wanted to show you this because to some degree, this painting evokes something about the kingdom of God and the declarations of Jesus in the Beatitudes. Jesus invited people to follow and the things that he taught, especially in the Beatitudes, seemed sort of upside down. But Jesus demonstrated a new way of being in this world. And that one day it would make sense when God's kingdom had fully come here on earth as it is in heaven. One day the picture will be turned right side up and our view will become very clear. Pastor Tracy explored the first two Beatitudes over the last two weeks. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. And today's beatitude is blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. I really like how the biblical commentator N.T. Wright translates these beatitudes from ancient Greek into modern day English. He says it like this, wonderful news for the meek, you're going to inherit the earth. Well, there are three questions that I want to explore with you today. The first, what does this word meek actually mean? The second, why does Jesus say that the meek will inherit the earth? And third, what could this possibly mean for us today? Well, first, the word meek. The New Testament was written in Greek, and the original root word in the ancient Greek is praus. It's translated meek, mild, or gentle. Meekness is not weakness. Ultimately, meekness is power under control. We can find the same root word in two other places in Matthew's gospel. And you might recognize the following instance from the 11th chapter. Come to me, all you that are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls." That's a beautiful picture of the meekness and gentleness that that Jesus allows us, uh, those who are weary and burdened to cast our cares upon him and to find the rest that we need. I'll talk a lot this morning about who God is and calling us to be followers of Jesus who who demonstrate meekness. But I want to make it crystal clear that you are welcomed, received, loved, and called just as you are. If you're in pain, God is with you in your pain. This message is not about striving and measuring up. It's not about one more thing that you have to do in order to get into God's good graces. There is nothing you can do to make God love you anymore, and there is nothing you can do to make God love you any less. This is about living into your calling as citizens within God's beloved community. Well, the second instance of the word for meek, praus, is in the 21st chapter of Matthew's gospel. It's within the narrative of Jesus' triumphal entry parade into Jerusalem uh, prior to the Holy Week narratives in our scriptures. And this part of the text says, look, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey. This is a crucial example of this work of this particular word praus because it demonstrates in concrete actions what meekness looks like. In first century Jerusalem, the Jewish people were living under occupation of the Roman Empire. They long for deliverance and freedom from their Roman oppressors. While this parade mimics a conquering commander's parade, Jesus' entry on a donkey certainly juxtaposes a military commander's entry on a horse, in a chariot, with a battalion, and with the weapons of war. Matthew quoted the prophet Zechariah from the Old Testament, or the Hebrew Bible for our Jewish siblings of faith. The Hebrew language in which the book of Zechariah was written would use humble to mean poor or afflicted. So this king described by Zechariah and now by Matthew does not enter as a typical royal or military leader. This humble king is one with authority who does not lord it over others. So Jesus taught here in the Beatitudes, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of God. The meek will inherit the earth. And let me reemphasize, this is not weakness. This is strength in a new way. It is strength to listen to those without a voice, to gather and include those who are left out and to prioritize community rather than authority. This is Jesus with all the power that resides in him as the son of God, choosing to identify with the poor and afflicted and lowly. This is what meekness means. And this is what it looks like. Blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. One day, this upside down kingdom will be turned right side up and our view will make sense and the picture will become clear. When Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is among you or the kingdom of heaven is near, he was referring to himself. Jesus was saying that the future reality of what life will ultimately look like when God in all of God's goodness, fullness, and love reigns here in this world is being inaugurated in me. And I am showing you what this looks like. And Jesus invited his followers to live as if that rule and reign were already fully in place. Blessed are the meek. They shall inherit the earth. So why does Jesus say that the meek shall inherit the earth? Well, in Jesus' own context, the Roman Empire ruled much of the, this part of the world, and they kept peace over all of their territories uh, of their kingdom, of threat by the sword. They called it the Pax Romana, the peace of Rome, which was a bit of a fallacy. Well, prior to that, God's covenant people of Israel endured more hardship than good through slavery, through exile, through tyrannical leaders. Yet God never abandoned or lost track of the covenant people. In the midst of hardship, God made an enduring promise, the promise of justice and shalom, that the world would ultimately be made whole and every wrong would be made right. And you can imagine that this message was good news for those who were on the receiving end of injustice. Judgment is always good news to those who long for justice. The prophets of Israel wrote about this. The writers of the Psalms, the prayers, the songs, and the poems that were utilized in public worship, they wrote about the hope for justice and peace in the midst of turmoil. Would you look at a portion of the 37th Psalm with me? Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret, it leads only to evil. For the wicked shall be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. Yet a little in a little while, and the wicked will be no more. Though you look diligently for their place, they will not be there. But the meek shall inherit the land and delight themselves in abundant prosperity. You can certainly see how Jesus may have had this psalm in mind when declaring this beatitude. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. The writer of this psalm warned its hearers against anger, wrath, and restlessness because they lead to evil. If you read the rest of the psalm, it's an indictment on those who misuse their power and take take from others unjustly. The writer recognized that violence begets violence, and an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. There are many who believe this psalm was written sometime during the second temple period, after a group of God's covenant people had returned from exile and rebuilt the city, the walls, and the new temple in Jerusalem. This psalm was an encouragement to allow God to be the judge. Historically, the Babylonian Empire were the ones who destroyed Jerusalem in the 6th century. They destroyed its temple, its walls, and they set many into exile. But the Babylonian Empire fell to the Persians, and in the midst of Persian rule, some descendants of the original exiles were allowed to return home to Jerusalem and to rebuild. Jerusalem fell again, though, in the future at the hands of different empires. Yet Psalm 37 along with these other Psalms and the writings of the prophets, gave the people hope. It gave them hope. And it gave a people without devastating armies and world-dominating strength, hope. The meek will inherit the land rather than the power-hungry and the arrogant. It will not be taken by force. It will be given by God to the meek. Jesus says that the meek will inherit the earth because in God's full and future reign where the realm of heaven and earth meet to become one, it will be the meek who receive the land, the earth as an inheritance. The ages of dominating disruptive and violent empires on this earth will be no more. The time of the meek will have come and they will inherit the earth. The picture will become clear once it's been turned right side up. So let's get really practical now. What does meekness look like in your day to day? There are millions of examples, but let me just give you a few. Have you ever had a disagreement with someone and you just wanted to scream at them? If you're looking, At your spouse or your partner or your children or your parents or your friend in the room with you, you might wanna stop. Well, have you ever refrained from just letting loose because you recognize that would do more harm than good? Is that weak to refrain, to restrain yourself? Is that weak? Heck no. That's strength under control. Gentleness is not easy. We could also describe being meek as not holding on to things too tightly. We have to grow into this. Have you ever watched a child at a petting zoo? There's just so much cuteness that's happening at a petting zoo. And the child just doesn't know how to contain themselves. So they just sort of go bonkers and squeeze the little animals so tight with all the love that they have for these little cute animals. And what do the animals do? they try to get away. Sometimes we struggle with this as parents too. We just love our kids so much and we want to hold on to them so tightly. And sometimes it's too tight when we loosen our grip, recognizing that our kids belong to God and stop trying to control their destiny and instead gently encourage and guide them. See, when our children are young, we have to control to the best of our abilities, the patterns of of eating and sleeping and playing so that our children develop in healthy ways. At a certain age, though, we have to stop controlling all of the elements. We move from control to influence. Being an influence in your child's life requires meekness and gentleness, recognizing you don't have ultimate control. God cares so deeply about your children. God's grace holds them and shapes them. And we are empowered by God's spirit to participate in that shaping as we serve with self-giving love. You may not always get a thank you for it, but you can be assured that you bear witness to a way of life that will make sense in God's coming reign. Any one of you who utilize your strengths or your gifts or your resources for the good of another, you demonstrate meekness. I think we can all recognize how serving others makes us feel good, and that's a benefit and and a reward unto itself. But that's not the only reason you serve. You serve because you recognize that you are a part of something bigger than yourself You are a part of answering the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. May your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Meekness also means identifying with those who are poor and afflicted, like Jesus did. I invite you to read the Psalms and even pray them as an act of solidarity with those who are on the margins. Meekness helps us to utilize what power, privilege, and authority we have to work for the flourishing of those with the least amount of power and influence. We're starting a new book study on Monday, September 14th, led for us by Reverend Dr. Adama Brown on Ibram X. Kendi's book, How to Be an Anti-Racist. This could be a powerful tool for you to grow in meekness and to learn how to utilize your privilege to combat racism and to work for the flourishing of all people. If you struggle with meekness, I invite you to look for the meek ones that are around you. Watch them, not in a creepy sort of way, but watch them. There are so many meek ones here in our church family who exhibit the qualities of strength under control. If you don't know that many people yet, I invite you to participate in one of the classes or groups that we're offering throughout this fall. You'll find people to help you look more like Jesus. And I'll bet that you'll do the same for them. So finally, I invite you to pray the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples every day. May your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And ask God how you might be a part of answering that prayer. Amen.